Podcast and anything too for tonight. I uh, want to thank everyone for joining us tonight for our podcast and those who are listening on every platform available that uh, we are part of. And unfortunately, we have uh, sad news to report tonight. As she was poor yesterday, actor Clarence uh, Darnell Julian Gilliard Jr., actor who was well known for being uh, a part of many different shows and uh, film over the years, such as. Um, you know, um, Matlock, uh, also Walker Texas Stranger 2, unfortunately, uh, also um, in the movie Die Hard and Top Gun. Um, unfortunately, he passed away uh, yesterday in Las Vegas, Nevada, due to a lo- due, due to an illness that he was uh, battling for a very long time. We want to send our condolences and prayers out to uh, his family, his friends, his colleagues, those who are mourning his death as well, including uh, his students as well at um, <clears throat> at, um, at the UNLV in Las Vegas because he was a professor there as well. And uh, we just hope that everyone uh, will remember him for his contributions and also um, what he's done for the TV industry and film industry entertainment-wise as a whole moving forward. And uh, Wu's here with me too. Hello, Willie. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing really great. How was your day? Oh, my day was pretty good. Um, I, I, I worked on a couple of things here and there, but mm-hmm. uh, I was able to uh, get some stuff done as well. I was looking forward to working on some more uh, tomorrow. Oh, that's good. How's your weather? We got 51 out here in New Braunfels. Yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been uh, getting a little bit more colder here due mm-hmm. to the winter coming up and stuff, uh, but it's been... Uh, kind of warm too and uh um you know um everything uh, has been uh, everything's been good so far that's great that's great so where do you want to start tonight do you want to go ahead and start with the movie review or do you want to go straight into daytime which one do you want to do first okay uh, hold on a second hold on a second willie Oh yeah, no, that's good. Did you want to start with our review first of Glass Onion? Yeah, yes, yes, let's do that. All right. First of all, I've got to know, what is your reaction to this movie? Because I'm curious what your perspective was. Well, you know, as someone who saw the first Knives Out movie, mm-hmm. I thought that was a very good movie as well that was on uh, Netflix, I believe. When it first came out, it had a lot of actors like... Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig, Chris Evans, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, you know, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a great movie as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought um, this one, though, I thought that was I thought it was very good as well. I enjoyed the plot, the storytelling, uh, the actors and actresses who was a part of this movie, too. And um, 
you know, I do think that people should see this movie and uh, check it out. But if they want to see uh, where the main character, how he first started, I was just, just I was just about to check out the first Knives Out um, movie. Yes, exactly. And which which would you say would be your top three actors or actresses that you think shined in this movie? Um, the top three actors or actresses. Uh, let's see. Because it was such a big to... cast. I'm just curious to see which ones you liked. Yeah, okay, yeah. First, well, for the actors, sorry, let's start off with, um, uh, let's start off with uh, Mr. Daniel Craig, who played Benoit Blank. It was like hired by Helen Brand to investigate her sister's murder. I, you know, Daniel Craig always does a phenomenal job in any role he plays it. I loved, of course, I love him as James Bond, but I think his role as a Benoit Blank is, um, uh, very well done, and yes. I enjoyed um, his uh, chemistry he had with the with those with the characters of the show that uh, played by the actors actresses of the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought he did a pretty good job as well. Uh, next up would be Edward Norton. Edward Norton is another one. Oh my God! Um, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I I remember seeing the first one I saw him in was Incredible Hulk of two thousand eight. Uh, and that was before uh, Mark Ruffalo replaced him as the Incredible Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, he did a great job playing this role and always does a great job playing roles that are mischievous, that are um, very edgy, very unpredictable mm-hmm. in a way, despite, you know, how the character comes off at first. And I think that um, he did a phenomenal job with this, playing this role as well, especially uh, near the end when he did get exposed, you know, he still... Uh, you know, had uh, less remorse for what he for the character did, and so I thought uh, Edward Norton did a great job playing the role of Miles Braun on the show. And uh, my first one will actually have to be uh, Dave Bautista, who played D- Duke Cody, a Twitch streamer and men's act- rights activist, and uh, his role for uh, in this movie as well. I thought he did a pretty good job, and um, you know, I thought. Um, I thought Dave pretty much portrayed the role for what it should be, and uh, you know, uh, you know, because Dave Bautista, I feel, has improved as an actor uh, over the years. Even when he first started, I think as Jack's Destroyer, Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought he did a great job there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that, um, I, I, you know, I hope they just continue improving. But I do feel that this was kind of the first step for him to step out of a, um, you know, a step out of a comic book role, comic book movie role, playing tracks, doing something different. And he's always done different things as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I appreciate what he's done, all the, I appreciate what he's done in his career so far in Hollywood, in, uh, in, in the projects like these. As for my th- the three top actresses of this movie, um, I gotta give a shout out to Janelle Monáe, uh, Janelle Monáe as Cassandra A.B. Brand. Uh, Miles' ex-business partner, I enjoyed her role and what she did mm-hmm. um, during this uh, movie mm-hmm. um, and how she was able to um, portray her character. Mm-hmm. And uh, I enjoyed the scenes that she had uh, with the other people in the other other uh, cast in this movie, too. Um, second one will have to go to... Let's see here. That would, it would, that would go to... Um, uh, Jackie Hoffman as Ma Cody, Duke's mother. Uh, Jackie Hoffman, uh, I didn't know that much about her 
uh, until now. And, um, you know, she is the actress, singer, and comedian known uh, for her uh, shows, original songs, and monologues. And uh, in this movie, I thought she did a great job playing the Bob Cody. And the first one mm -hmm. uh, on the actress side would have to be... Um, uh, Madeline Renee Clinton, actress and model, was Whiskey, Duke's girlfriend, Twitch channel assistant. And uh, that's about it. All right. To me, I felt like this movie, it raised the bar, and it's separate from the other one, which is even even better than, than you could have expected. And I like the twists and turns, and I love how everybody is a suspect, and it's all like everybody has great motive and opportunity in this movie. Absolutely, I thought that as well, and I do enjoy the, the twists and turns that the movie um, brought when it came to, this was the first one, in my opinion, where you would think you know who did it at first, mm -hmm. but as the movie progresses on, you know, uh, it, there's a lot of twists and turns that people have to pay attention to, and a lot of clues as well to find out who, who, who uh, who's really responsible near the end. Yes, and again, a shout out to Daniel Craig, he is magnificent in this movie. I just love his little quirky accent in this movie. It's adorable. His attitude, it's just so... It's its entertainment, and I love it. Um, this movie is not boring. It draws you in from beginning to end. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like you're actually watching Clue live. You know, because it's like so many things going on. You're like, where are we going now? Where... Where, where, you know, wh what's going to happen next and all this stuff. I love it. Kate Hudson and Catherine Hahn were amazing in this movie. They were perfectly, yes, they perfectly casted. I love Kate Hudson as Birdie J and Catherine Hahn as um, Claire Debala. She did really good. And then you got Janelle. Janelle Monet, oh my god, I I knew she was going to, like, pop in this movie, but I didn't know this much. Like, wow. Can you know, just like, wow, because I did not see what was coming. Did you? No, I didn't see it coming at all. That was great. That was super great. And then, of course, we got our Dave Bautista. I think he's shining as an actor. Absolutely. Madeline Klein, shout out to her. You know, she's from Outer Banks on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, I know that, yes. Jenna was excited when she saw who was in the movie because I'm like, perfect. That means that the teenagers can connect to her character. Absolutely, that makes good sense as well. Yeah, because she was in the Outer Banks. And um, not to give anything away, but there is a certain cameo that's in there. And you know which one I'm talking about, Nathan. He is in this movie, and it is so cute how he pops in and out. <laughs> Yes, really adorable, yes. <laughs> Remember, because uh, the detective asks, do we need to wear a mask? And the cameo actor goes, you're good. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was great. I loved it. You're good, that's it. That's like, oh my God. And I told Jenna, oh my God, that's that's who it is. And Jenna goes, what? Like, she couldn't, she couldn't figure it out who it was. And I'm like, yeah, that's him. Only difference is he just got his hair tied up in a in a like a little you know almost like a bow or a, or a rat tail. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he was so about. adorable. I love this. This is what I love about Hollywood. You can do an actor for one little cameo. It doesn't have to overtake any of the scenes, 
And this is what we're looking for as audience. Not to overtake anything, just enjoy it, observe it, and enjoy and move on. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that, um, I do think that, you know, you know, when you say it like that, it makes a lot of sense because I think that, you know, there, there comes a time where a movie, I think, has someone or, or just a group of actors or actresses just take over the entire movie and people are not going to enjoy that. So, you know, um, I like what they did with this one and making it, uh, making it enjoyable. Yes. And, um, you heard it. From me and Nathan first, I just found out, confirmation, there was going to be a third film. Okay. And, um, let's see, uh, this will, this, this movie that just recently came out in theaters, it's going to be on Netflix, I believe it's December 23rd, right? Yeah, December 23rd, I believe, yes. Okay, so mark your calendars, everybody. Make sure you keep that Netflix subscription going on. Because this is a movie that you're going to want to see. If you didn't see it at the movies, watch it on Netflix. It's so good. Nathan, how many popcorns would you give this movie? I will give this five popcorns out of five, movie. five, uh, five popcorns. Nice. I'll add an extra one. I'll give it six because it's got so many of my favorite actors. Especially the one that I can't mention because those of you that did not see it, we don't want to spoil it for you, but like I said, go watch the movie. It's amazing. Um, I love the first one, but for me, I would have to say this is by far the, the best movie yet that I've seen with uh, Daniel Craig in it. Yeah, same here. I, I, you know, Daniel Craig does an amazing job, yeah. uh, as always, and uh, I'm glad he's you know, stepping out of the James Bond uh, role and doing different things, but he's always done different things outside of that role as well, so shout out to him. Alright, let's switch over to General Hospital because I'm so invested in what happened today. If nobody has watched it, make sure that you do watch it because this is the one where it wraps up Holly's storyline for right now. Yes, absolutely, and uh, I do give the writers kudos and credit for uh, doing this reveal uh, mm -hmm. that they did on the show that came to Holly and her exit. Um, it was just uh, very creative and not surprising. It reminded me of kind of the 80s in yes. where you have John, mm -hmm. you know, Robert, Anna, Felicia, Frisco, all just coming together, working together to, um, you know, um, just, um, you know, form a plan to uh, help each other out and just uh, and uh, also to see where it goes. And I'm also excited because um, for those of us that have been dragging our feet just enduring everything that's being sucked out of Brooklyn and Chase's idiotic relationship that seems to have gone nowhere, um, they finally broke up today. Yeah, and that's a... Um, yeah, that, that's that's uh, that did happen, and I don't mind it. I you know because honestly, after all this going on with Chase, just feels like the writers were just not fully invested with them no. for whatever reason. And um, I'm kind of glad that, that they did it, and I'm interested to see what happens between the two of them before separately. Who they were into next? Mm -hmm. Oh well, this and, is um, yeah. This can go into our next spoiler, but you're gonna laugh, Nathan. When I saw the end of these two all i could say in front of my tv was thank goodness this means that the high school crap is over uh, yeah hopefully it's over no more degrassi I'm junior high <laughs> yes. I, 
stand down. Okay, so little birdies have told me that um, there is a possibility that Chase could get with Blaze, but there's also a very strong potential that Chase and Sasha will connect because, as you saw today, they already got him started with the new scenes with Sasha right after his breakup. Don't you think it's so crazy, daytime? It's like, they don't even care you broke up. Let's go on to the next pairing. Yeah, I saw that too. They're, they're going to have scenes tomorrow. It's predictable. Yeah. yeah, it's just predictable. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not opposed to it. I want to see where it goes to. But, um, you know, uh, I do think that uh, Sasha will be there for Chase and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And uh, whoever Chase ends up with, I'm all for because... You know, like we talked about before, Brooklyn Chase, the right for them was just, you know, very uh, less dramatic and very teenager-like, and I'm just glad that it's over between the two of them. And thank goodness for Selena Wu, she drugged um, Victor Cassidine today. Yes, she did. Dude, I love her, and I'm so glad that we have her on General Hospital, but I wish they could give her more storyline than just being like a, like a day player. Yeah, that, that's annoying. That's annoying. I don't get that. Point. I don't get that. General Hospital has so much potential with a large cast. Why do they keep adding more newbies and forget the cast that they already have? Don't you find that, like, boggles the mind? Yeah, that, that, it's very mind-boggling to me. I mean, Selena Wu has a lot of potential on General Hospital, but with all these other characters on the show, new characters that they keep on adding, storylines that keep on pausing, and... It's pausing at a sales pace or whatever. It's obvious that they need to just let some people go so we can see more characters like Selena Wu, who has more potential to offer to General Hospital, in my opinion. I mean, she should be doing much more at this point, but, you know, I do think that we should be seeing more, more uh, of Selena Wu mixing it up with the people of Fort Charles, besides Curtis, Sunny, and so on and so forth. Uh, but, but yeah, I totally agree with you. I, I loved her scenes, uh, with Victor and, um, in, uh, in, in the chemistry that, um, Charles Shaughnessy and Selena will have. Here's one for you. Riddle me this. How long does it take for somebody to get divorced in Port Charles? Uh, Ava is supposed to have divorced Nicholas or Nicholas is supposed to divorce Ava. How long is this going to take? Because these two could have better potential with more people if they really push this story forward, not stuck, like, in reverse. No, you're not wrong there at all. I mean, something tells me that there's going to be something that will cause the two of them to uh, pause the divorce, or just move out of the way so they get back together, or they're just going to keep on playing this cat-and-mouse game of seeing which one of them uh, falls or drops the first drops the first time, and then that's where the verse goes through. But I do agree. They need to let them go, move them out, move all their people, and just see what happens. Because in my opinion, I think both both uh, West and also the other actor who plays Nicholas, I do feel that both of them are being uh, wasted upon this period that is just kind of it's just dead weight to me. Now, I do agree. I like the writer's take today, or angles, whatever you want to call it, because it was so amazing. When Ava is drinking her martini, and Britt is with her, and they're almost like gal pals just talking, and you can see it's almost, I hate to say, I know they're doing this Degrassi writing again, but this one I'll accept because it's cute. 
You got Ava trying to avoid her husband from across the room. And you got Britt trying to avoid Cody from across the room. I was like, oh my god. It kind of felt like a footloose moment. Yeah, I saw that as well. And it does make a lot of sense uh, when you mentioned it as well. Even though it felt like teenager-ish kind of writing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do enjoy the, the uh, twist that they did. And the humor behind it, yeah. Scenes, and the humor, too. And um, I love Britt's energy, man. I love how she always wants to party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just wants to have a good time. I mean, after what happened, I, I mean, what's going on for Curly right now with her Huntington um, disease coming back, returning, she wants to just party hard and, you know, make the most of her life before it's over for her. So uh, I do enjoy uh, Kelly Thibault and what she brings as a character of Brit. She just wants to have a good time. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't blame her at all. Well, I keep hearing that she's supposed to be leaving General Hospital because she's going to be, you know, more on Station 19 on ABC. But I'm hoping we don't lose Brit. I'm hoping it's just like one of those things where it's just kind of like a rumor so far. But we'll have to wait and see. But hopefully these writers can get their act together and not kill a character off. Because that's going to piss me off. Because she is a really vibrant, exciting, fun character and an actress to fit that role. I don't get why Daytime just has to kill most of the characters off. That's like such lazy writing to me. No, you know, you know, it is lazy writing, and I do think that um, you know when it comes to you know actors, actresses who play roles that you know people start to you know fall in love with mm -hmm. and do enjoy. I think that you know the writers, actresses, the writers need to just basically write better and um, do uh, it, it just you know. And create storylines that the actor, actress who plays the character, will actually enjoy get into. Because I do feel that Kelly Thibault is bred. I felt that um, you know her uh, current one has been very lackluster in a way. I mean, mm -hmm. she came back. She was with Julian at first, um, and then um, she was with Jason. And I, and I wasn't really a big fan of that. Um, then, and then you know, Nicholas. Yeah, then Nicholas as well, and uh, I, I just think that they do better write the character much better. Um, you know, I like I'll, that I'll there was humor, but again, it was high school. How Brit's talking about all the people she's been with, and Ava's just looking at her like all crazy, like, "Yeah, I." Uh, it's, Ava's probably saying to herself, "Yeah, I remember we lived, we lived through some of that." And then when she mentions Nicholas as one of her pairs, I'm surprised Ava didn't tell her something because that's so awkward. To say that she slept with her husband back in the day. Yeah, I that's so high school. Too. We're going back to high school uh, writing again. Yeah, yeah I, I don't like that. Um, let's see what I was gonna say. Oh, um, you were gonna announce a special event going on for General Hospital fans coming up in February. Yes, yes. Uh, we talked about it before earlier um, today, and there will be an event taking place. Um, there will be an event uh, taking place uh, on Zoom with General Hospital's own um, Eden McCoy and Yvonne Hofer, who plays uh, Jocelyn and Dex. Um, make sure to get your tickets, guys. The event will be taking place on Sunday, February 5th. And tickets will be going on sale this Friday. Don't forget, guys, this Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the West Coast. And uh, this, this event is... Um, organized and all done by uh, Co Coastal Ed NYC. Go to Instagram at 
Coast led led NYC C O A S T A L E N T N Y C for more information as well. And again, guys, it's an event hosted by um, Ian McCoy, Ian Hofer, who played Jocelyn and Dex on Joe Hospital. And uh, that should be a very good event. I might check it out myself. Oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely give me some tickets. I'm gonna give me some tickets for me and my um, my girlfriend. Uh, we're big fans of Dex. I'm not always a fan of Jocelyn, but I'm gonna admit this: I am loving the chemistry with Jocelyn and Dex. They are, it's like um, on fire. Yes, I enjoy their chemistry too. It's good to see that um, Joe Hospital is behind this pairing. Despite, I mean, I, I don't like Jocelyn as well. I do like her whenever she's away from her mom and, and other people, other characters throughout the show. But yeah. her chemistry with Dax shows a different side of her, and that Jocelyn does care about Dax. Dax does care about Jocelyn too, even though he doesn't want her to get um, to get hurt and get involved and whatever. And um, you know, I uh, I enjoy the pairing a lot. I enjoyed Thanksgiving with the quarter means was so funny where Olivia ordered some special type of turkey from some company and everybody's like getting all like they're weary about it because you know it's the quarter mean curse and it's yeah. so funny because um, some guy comes in with like a thing of whatever that is like a cart and you got Ned and um, what's the, the little kid's name? Leo. Yeah, they're like, what's that smell and what's that noise? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was Michael funny. goes, well, funny. Leo, that's, that would be our dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that was a funny scene. I love that. Now, why can't we just keep it like that? Why can't we have the good writing and go back then revert back to high school? I don't get it. The problem is the, the writing that, and oh, there's really, I don't think there is barely, barely any direction in the writing, in the writing uh, room between the headliners also, uh, the exhibit producer, producer Joe Hospital, or Frank Boxy, he has, he has to get control of the writing and just understand to know where it's coming from, but I do think that, again, it's time that we get new writers to invest, invest in the seeds of this, and we need to I can see the drama, but at the same time, have love in the afternoon and have uh, enjoyment on soap operas, too. Yeah, I seriously think that we should get one of the writers from either Big Sky or Chicago Fire to guest on General Hospital for at least a few months just so the writing can get up there. Yes, it, it, yeah, we do need some fresh blood as well. I mean, yes, you do have uh, the other writers who've been a part of Souls, but I do think that um, whether it's just the head writers or just tell them what to do, what to write, whatever, this way or that way, it does just feel stale. And I do think that we do need new writers to help shake up our soaps and you know make it more interesting and more intriguing, in my opinion. Well, we were going into the new year. You would think General Hospital would pick it up a little bit. Yeah, they, yeah, and I hope, I hope I hope they do. I hope they do at this point because, I mean, we're coming to 2023 for General Hospital. They'll be celebrating their 60th anniversary. And uh, to me, there's no reason for them not to make the right changes to, or at least do uh, different things as well. Taking sandwich sort of shows and put them on, uh, on the soap. 
because I because I think that with these characters that are um, on the soap and everything else, the show has to, the show really needs to be evaluated from beginning to end. And I think it really all starts at the top when it comes to uh, the powers to be, and also those behind the scenes too. Well, now that we already know about Holly being, you know, uh, alive still, and and I guess still protector or something. Um, this is the question that everybody's asking about it. Is it's good that Holly's free from all this craziness, but the question is, why would she do all that? Knowing full well that she just put her own son in danger. That would give away her leverage because of her taking the necklace or giving it to Robert, whatever you want to call it, because I don't care about the damn necklace, to be honest. But the other part is, um, don't you think that that also puts her own son in danger? Because then that would mean that Victor could just kill her son. He wouldn't have no reason to keep him alive. Yeah, yeah, you make a lot of great points there. I mean, I just thought that while the plan today, it did work, at least Victor wouldn't be able to use Holly anymore. But at the same time, uh, Ethan, I think, is still in trouble. So maybe Holly, behind the scenes, will do whatever she can to get Ethan out and try to free him. Mm -hmm. That way, two of them could go on the run together and get away from Victor. But I just really think that what Holly did... Um, it was not good at all, and I thought that it was really selfish on her part not to at least consider what her actions did, especially when it comes to Otto, who's on the run herself. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, due to her be, due to her being killed, due, due, excuse me, due to her being accused of killing Lucy, uh, even though we know that that's not it's not really true. Um, you know, and so I do think that they could have at least. At least, maybe if they, uh, I would have liked it better if it was actually uh, her twin, her twin sister, and not Holly herself. And at least with that, it would, uh, it would at least, you know, not, not, not try to, uh, it wouldn't damage the character. Right. Yeah, it's just it boggles the mind because it was like it was a great excitement. We love it, but the only part that's missing is. It's like Holly didn't give a damn about her son. Yeah, and that's and that's, and that's not that Holly. Think, that's not Holly. Yeah. Holly is very protective of her son because it's Ethan. Right, absolutely. She does. She does care and love her son. Yeah. And I, so I didn't. I could agree with the fans being a little upset. It's like, okay, Holly, you're free, but you just screwed over your son. So try to explain that one. Do you have any spoilers? Uh, let's see. See here. Uh, let's see here. Okay, uh, for your, for your own hospital, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do have sports for your own hospital. This is from um, Daytime Dish, um, and this is for uh, starting tomorrow. Um, first one, the first day of December. Uh, Thursday tomorrow, uh, the first of December, first says, uh, first one tomorrow, Jocelyn opens up to Carly, Michael issues a warning to Dex, Trace and Sasha catch up, Valentine seeks sending assistance, Nina and Willow crash, uh, clash, excuse me, then the next day, um, the second of December 2022, Sam and Sasha bond, Spencer rebuffs Nicholas, Drew gets a lead, Darcy is conflicted, Josh rejects his promotion. William needs medical assistance. Also, next week, 
starting Monday the 5th of December 2022, next week on Monday. Michael and Willow have a free discussion. A British surgeon played with Austin. Robert and Laura put their heads together. Valentine presses Felicia for information. Sonia pressures Dex. Next up, Elizabeth calls uh, for the 6th of December 2022. Elizabeth calls Esme's buff. Ava advises Trina. Spencer receives a gift. Alexis seeks out Curtis. Jordan receives an invitation. You said December 2022 on uh, Wednesday, next week. Uh, Cody opens up to Dante. Terry sets us up to get off bread. Victor delivers a surprise. Finn questions Nicholas. Felicia gets worse of news. Then the 8th of December 2022, a Thursday next week, a Thursday. So he issues a threat. Martin traces a version. Finn pleads with Liz. Nicholas is put on the spot. Um, also, uh, last day, uh, Sunny puts Dex on notice. On night for the Silver 22 on Friday next week. Sunny puts Dex on notice. Neil tries to make inroads with Jocelyn. Finn is shocked by what he sees. Spencer jumps to the wrong conclusion, and Ava resists Ryan. Yeah, this That's is going to be good with um, the Spencer's. The Spencer Trina store uh, spoiler that I was told was that Trina's going to be excited about like this wedding, and Spencer is going to take it the wrong way, thinking that she's getting engaged to Rory, but she's really excited about her parents getting married. Well, you know, uh, about um, Portia getting married to Curtis. It's, oh my God, Trina still does not know that Curtis is her dad. How ridiculous is this? I mean, my God, it's been a year or more. I mean, how long are we still going to wait for that review? I mean, the wedding's going to happen in February for Valentine's Day, from what I recall. So, she, um, Trina, can still find out about this, and so can Curtis, and then the wedding can get called off before it even happens. So, to me, it's just them pushing. I think. Pushing the money a little bit too far to me, and I just think that they should at least done the secret in November sweeps. That way, they could get the storyline out the way. You know, the way they got it going, and it's crazy if you really think about it. The way the stories are dragging, they have a perfect exit right there to get rid of Curtis and get rid of Cody. They do. They really do, they're, and they're not taking advantage of it. Let Let Mac find out that Cody's actually his son. Let Victor kidnap Cody, and that's it. That'll be a new mystery, but it'll be a cliffhanger. It's typical GH. We'll be used to it, and nobody will miss Cody. As for Curtis, something happens where Selena is getting tired of him, and she takes over the club. That leaves him homeless to not have anything right now, no job, no nothing. So he's so depressed, especially finding out that he is Trina's dad. He's got to absorb, absorb it all. And, well, typical GH, they always make men cowards. Just let him leave town, kind of like they do Lucky, and he can always return later. There you go. That's budget cut right there. Yeah, it makes total sense. You can get rid of two, bir- two birds with one stone. To play, yeah, to play, because this play. is ridiculous to keep this Curtis being her dad. I'm not a Taggart fan, but, oh, my God, I can't stand Curtis anymore. He's just boring. Just get rid of him. Portia doesn't even... I mean, if you look at the scenes, Portia looks like she's bored with Curtis. 
That's why, because they keep on pushing uh, it's the storyline. It's going over and over again. I mean, yeah. to me, I've been seeing issues within daytime still this day where <laughs> they have the same conversations over and over and over again. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah, how many, times, how many times do we have to hear on daytime, like on every single soap, you notice the same trope is, oh, well, she's the mother of my children or he's the, the father to my children. Why do you keep repeating yourself? We already know. The whole town knows that you guys have a family. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 yeah, the writers need to just move the plot stories along and mm -hmm. just go from there. I mean, it's not that hard. No, it's 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 to the point of ridiculous. All right, let's switch over to Young and the Restless. All right. So, let's see here. As you know, we, we did report, Nathan and I reported that um, Susan Walters is going to be leaving The Young and the Restless, which is so ridiculous in its own point because that means that um, Ashley, Nikki, and Phyllis get their way and bullying Diane literally out of the way for no... For the stupidest reason, which is nothing. She has literally done nothing to these women since she's been back. Yeah, I mean... All they yeah, do is bully her like they do... Like the way the town bullies Adam. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's ridiculous. It's no surprise. No surprise at all. It's not surprising. It's frustrating that, you know, the so-called good guys get their win. Yeah. And with Diane leaving... For me, I, I do like Diane, but I still that her character has been... Up and down here and there. Uh, yeah, I can accept her no. leaving. I can accept her leaving. But the point is, this whole storyline has made no sense at all. No, it hasn't made any sense at all. How I can mean, you bully a woman that doesn't do anything to you, but she hurt you in the past? Well, let's get real. What about what you've done in the past? Yeah, I mean... What about when Phyllis, Phyllis drove a car into the Abbott Mansion? Nobody remembers to talk about that. No, they don't talk about that as well. I mean, they're not perfect. Diane's not perfect, but they're the first ones who have been plotting and planning to get Diane out of town. And it seems like whatever's going to happen to Diane will be successful. And no one will ever even think about Diane again, except for maybe Kyle uh, and Harrison and, and maybe Jack, too. So I, I don't mind her leaving the show because I do think that they don't have anything for uh, Diane at this moment. So. No, they're turning her into a victim. No, they are. They are. Okay, so a few little spoilers that I do know is that we are going to have Victoria and Nate will have sex. It's 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 coming, believe it or not. And then the other part is um oh um Diane will exit around December sixth to skip town, which again is so stupid because. Phyllis, of all people, is the one that's going to bring Jeremy Stark to town, and that stupidity is going to cause danger in Genoa City. How and stupid is that? This is Phyllis. <laughs> I, mean, I never thought Phyllis oh would be this God. stupid. And of course, this is the writing, so I can't blame Phyllis, but we blame the writers. But Phyllis would never harm, Phyllis would never intentionally hurt someone. But with these writers, they're releasing Jeremy Stark upon Genoa City. Like a wild lion. And remember what... Um, if you guys pay attention to tomorrow's episode, there's a part on there where Diane tells Kyle that she doesn't care what these women think of her, which I'm great, she doesn't. 
but she's concerned about the family and people in General City because they're the ones that will get hurt, not just Diane. And that's the point Kyle's like, what? What about my son? Is like, well, think about it. You know, if he wants to hurt her, who else would he go after but her family? Absolutely, and there's no telling what this Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Stark guy, played by James High, is going to do to the people yeah. of Genoa City. I mean, he's going to be very unpredictable, and no one's going to see him coming. And if he does go, if go after Jack, Kyle, even Harrison, Phyllis, in my opinion, Nikki and Ashley, all three of them should be held accountable, and they should be, you know, put on put on full blast for not for just for not even. Leaving Diane alone, and you know, bringing uh, well, mostly Phyllis, mostly Phyllis, bringing uh, uh, Jeremy to uh, Genoa City because I do think that Phyllis is going to be in way over her head when it comes to uh, Jeremy Stark and what he's going to bring to Genoa City. Oh my God! I swear, like they better do something because if they don't, that is just really sad. If they're just going to let Phyllis get away with bringing some lunatic into town. Because remember, we remember Victor did this years ago. He brought Patty into town. That's correct, and that and he got backlash. Me. Everybody hated Victor for what he did. It's time for yes. everybody to get mad at Phyllis for what she's gonna do because that's gonna start. I mean, I can get the storyline wise. That'll start some drama and excitement and, and and danger. That's great, but for Genoa City, we damn well better hear somebody piss off and get mad at. At um his at Phyllis and I better see Daniel get mad at his mom because my God could she be more um protective of Daniel? Yeah, I mean Daniel's a grown ass man. Daniel takes care of himself. <laughs> but as far as you said about Phyllis and Jeremy Stark, yes, I God. do agree. I also agree with you about uh, what happened with Victor and Patty uh, Patty Woods because no one ever heard from Patty Williams such a very long time. And when Victor brought her back to Jersey City to go after Jack. Unfortunately, Colleen lost her life. And even if Victor was not responsible for that, he really was at the end. And everyone hated Victor. See, that's what I'm saying, yeah. We need, if that's what they're doing to repeat that storyline, then we damn well better get an outlash of people getting mad at Phyllis. Kind of like that movie Airplane where they were slapping that girl. We need to get the same thing with Phyllis. Everybody get in line and find a way to get mad at, at, um, at Phyllis. And why is Phyllis babying Daniel? Oh my goodness! I have no idea why. Daniel! Oh my God! It's Daniel! Like a dude, he's a man. He's not a kid. He's not a teenager. He's an adult. All the writers, please stop with the Degrassi high writing. We don't need it. We get enough of that from Billy and Lily. Lily babies add up. Lily babies Billy like all the time. Oh, and finally, finally, tomorrow is the day we finally get it. Lily will finally tell Billy. That she's uh, calling him out for him calling her petty. Yes. And I'm good. I'm good with that. That's about time. Sharon will finally tell Adam to back off and just let Chelsea be Chelsea and leave Billy and all them out of it. Because she he likes to make things about him. I'm enjoying this. These are the stuff that should have been mentioned weeks ago. But this is my concern. Is we get that Chelsea's going off the rails because she's dealing with the crisis. Okay, why can't anyone in Genoa City see that Billy's obsession with Chelsea is almost to the point of psychotic? Did we forget this? That 
Somehow, did the town forget that Billy had a split personality? No, I mean, no one should, no one should forget that. I mean, I'm pretty sure Victor Newman probably remembers that as well. Yeah. Probably caution others to, to uh, be careful. But, um, you know, I do I do agree with most of what you said. I do think that Adam should just leave Chelsea alone. And, and I do think that he will eventually. But at the same time, um, you know, I do think that Billy also needs to, you know, I mean, he, he can be there for Chelsea. But at the same time, you got to be careful because I don't think Chelsea even knows uh, about Billy's, Billy's uh, split personality as well. And that could maybe threaten their, if they go there, the potential relationship they have together. And can the uh, can the writers please, every time you're going to hook Sally up with a guy, can she please stop saying the same thing to every man that she always meets? Um, I want to meet the right guy, and I want him to be perfect, and <laughs> I need him to be this, and I need him to be that. Uh, Girl, please, uh, go be a hooker, go back to Los Angeles, and that's what you want, obviously, because you've got some good men in this town, and the way that she acts towards him, it drives me crazy. No, it drives me crazy, too. I mean, the riot for Sally has been God. kind of all over the place. Adam is, Adam is an angel compared to Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, Adam, thank goodness, Adam is, Adam is nothing like Nicholas, because we all know Nick is still the dirty dog. That he truly very is. And the anger management issues. Don't forget, he's got anger management issues. If, if, and I've said this on media. If it wasn't for Sally being around, Nick would go after Adam and try to kick his ass. But we get real. Adam will kick, Adam will kick Nick's ass in a heartbeat. But he'll do no, it, he he'll he do will. it without hands. He's going to do it with his mouth. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, and you're not wrong as well. I mean, Adam would give Nick a run for his money, and I, and I don't think any of us would even mind this one because Nick right now to me, still to me, is unlikable after what he did when it came Dude, to Sally. Do you, remember, do you remember when Warren kicked his ass in prison? Who? Wharton. Oh, yeah, I, I remember that. And I, think Nick needs a, I think Nicholas needs a reality check. No, he does. He should have gotten his reality check when he was in that bear trap in 2015 yes. the episode. You remember when Michael Mooney was was Adam? You remember what he used to call Nicholas? Which is so funny that the network didn't catch it. They would call him... He, Adam would call Nick Dickless. Yeah, I, I love that. I it, miss that. True. This it is what I want Adam to call Nick. We need to get back to the basics here. Adam and Nick... Used to they, they hated each other. I get that they're brother kumbaya, but I think I kind of miss it when they hated each other. No, I miss it too. I do think that both Nick and Adam should have yeah. differences. They should be stuck toward each other, in my opinion. Even if it's over Sally or everyone else, they should at yeah. least have their differences. Is all. And as you mentioned before about Sally and about her anger management stuff, I totally agree with you. I mean, again, it goes back to what we mentioned before earlier in this podcast, in this our episode right now. The writing has to evolve, move forward, and, and not just repeat everything from a different day. What is it with Sally, right? Don't you don't you agree that it sounds like so rehearsed every time she talks to Sally, talks to Nick, or she talks to um, Adam, it's always the same junk that she's just talked to the other guy about. Yeah, and that's the problem with the Ryan. They have to. Yeah. They, they can't keep on doing that over and over again. That's more like a after school, high school special. 
I can't yeah, talk I, to you today. I'm busy. Uh, you hurt my feelings. Um, I got to write in my journal. That's kind of like Sally talking like that to Adam and Nick. It's getting to the point of nauseating. No, you know, it is getting nauseating to the point. And, and like I said before, I'll say it again. The writing has to change. You can't just always have a character say the same thing over and over and over again. It, you know, I do think that that's the problem we have today uh, in soap operas. When they're, even when they are continuing with a uh, new episode and, and a different day, and I do think that uh, for Sally, I do agree with you. You know, um, I, I just think that the writing for her has not been good all this, this time around. And even if she just get back with Adam, I'm good with it. I'm fine with it. But you know, the, the writers have to do better when it comes to her character because I do think that honestly, from I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if she, if she did went, go back to um, Los Angeles with the Bell Beautiful because I think that you know. You know, at least on there, you know, stuff that, stuff would happen for her, and it's kind of not the same thing. No, because all of a sudden now she's done with fashion. Yeah, I mean, it makes no sense. Um, Chloe's expression is our reaction. Like, what the what? Yeah, what's, that what, was what funny, this? right? Did you laugh when Chloe gave that reaction? Like, what the? What yeah, are you that talking about? Very funny. You know, no fashion? Like what? Yeah, I mean, if you're getting no fashion, what else are you gonna do? Oh my god, uh, I know. feel bad for for show. Uh, I feel bad for Chloe. She's got two friends that are literally away from fashion. Where does this leave Chloe? Yeah, I mean, Chloe. You know, I I, I feel bad for. Um, Chloe could make her own fashion house. I don't know why they make her so needy. This yeah, isn't I mean, the Chloe we remember. No, it's not the clear remember. I mean, the writing for her ever since she came back to General City has been very one note, and it's always the same thing. It's something about happened with Adam. She would always admonish yeah. Adam or anything. If um, you know, uh, you know, and she's on. Uh, Elizabeth Henderson is on. I think on recurring. If I'm correct, on recurring. Who? Uh, Who? Elizabeth Henderson plays Chloe. Oh yeah, she's recurring because you know yeah, they don't really have a story really for. Yeah, yeah, they don't have a story for her. They don't have anything for her as well. So she's just there, and I just kind of, it's nothing against the actress, but I do wish if they're not doing anything with her, write her out. Just write her out. Well, the same with Nick. They're not doing nothing with him. Just write him out because yeah, all he's doing thing. is just having sex with Sally. Oh, my God. Remember, Nathan, we talked about this. I knew that when the writers were going to hook him up with Sally, they're just going to turn him into thick 2.0. Yeah, Phyllis yeah, and Nick 2.0. The only difference is they're not playing video games. Now, yeah. how pathetic is that? That's just pathetic writing. No substance, no nothing. It's just unfortunate and very sad. Just send her back to Bodo the Beautiful and let her be with Wyatt. Yeah, I My God, at least she had a storyline well. over there in Bodo the Beautiful. Here at YNR, it's like she's going to play Who Am I Going to Marry This Week? Yeah, that's just, that's so annoying. I hate that for her. And I, I I feel so bad for Adam. He literally loves Sally. Poor guy. He yeah. literally wants to marry her. And don't get me wrong. I love the chemistry of Sally and Adam. I just can't stand the high school crap. Yeah, that has to change immediately. I mean, if they're going to be together, then let them be together. If not, just separate them from different people. Or just write both of them out. And when they talk to them. each other, they're on the phone. She's yeah, on the I phone mean, like a teenager. She's on the phone like a teenager. Nick is over there yeah. rolling eyes like a high school uh, idiot. 
with Victoria, why anybody else would have been fired? Victor would have fired his ass for something so stupid. And speaking of Victor, I think both Nick and Victor are going to talk about this as well uh, in the next couple of weeks, I believe, from the... Well, they probably already did. I didn't pay attention. But I think Victor told Nick, you will live to regret if you do pick Sally over this family. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if that happened or not. I've been, you know, I barely... I share the clips with you guys, and I try to watch almost every day, but there's just sometimes I just... I back off. Yeah, I mean, for me too. I mean, I, I watch clips on Twitter mm -hmm. uh, that are posted by Sharon Champagne, and shout out to her for really putting up with this and putting it on her Twitter. But it's just at this point, I mean, it's up and down, yeah. up and down, where you have your good moments, the, a lot of momentum, but then you still got the bad ones and the ones in between too. So there you go. And uh, don't forget, was it Michael, Michael Damien will be popping up on Young the Restless in December. Yes, he, yes, he'll be he'll be in December. Um, uh, he plays uh, oh. Darren Lottie Senior. I love Michael Damien, but I'm not looking forward to Phyllis talking to da talking to Danny like she's a teenager. They need to stop that. Phyllis is not a teenager. No, she no no she's not a teenager. Neither is Daniel or Danny or anyone on the show. Oh I mean, they, they gotta stop that. I swear, I swear, you know, and I've mentioned this before. What is the point of summer? Just cut her, just write her out. They, 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 they just don't know what to do with both Kyle's You'll see what I'm week. talking about when you watch tomorrow's episode. You're going to be like, what the hell is Summer doing? Being so nosy about business of other people. She has no respect. Just write her character off. Send her back to Paris. Get, yeah, her, get us the real Summer back. Hunter King. And we won't complain. Yeah, I mean, you know, nothing against the current actress who plays Summer, but yeah. you know, to me, she's just not doing it as uh, Summer mm -hmm. as Summer as well. So mm -hmm. just let her go, and then try to bring back her Hurricane. If you can't bring Hurricane back in Summer, don't even bring Summer back at all. No. Just write her out, and just as well, work her off too as well, because I, I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't get. Um, I can't really get into Kyle these days. Either. I don't know what Kyle is. Kyle is acting like a, a high school frat boy that gets throw a tantrum like Nick Newman when he doesn't get his way. Yeah, that, that Jack really hired Adam, and, oh, yeah, and, Adam and Kyle us. bullied him to not show up on a set because he was upset that Jack didn't tell him that he hired Adam. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Jack doesn't does have to tell him anything, honestly. I mean, he's That's like option, Victor but... hiring Kyle, and the family gets mad at Victor, or, or gets mad because Victor hi, uh, hired Kyle. My goodness, yeah. that's why they're called CEOs for a reason. They're in power. You're not. Yeah. They can do whatever they want. I think it was a mistake bringing Nick back to Newman Enterprises, because could he be Absolutely. more bored? Could he be more bored? He doesn't do nothing. I mean, look what happened to Nikki. She, I, I, I'm such a, I've always enjoyed Nikki, but 
Again, they also are ruining Nikki and Ashley playing the Let's Bully Diane fan club. Yeah, I mean, the two of them should be doing more. This isn't just- Ashley. Ashley's, Ashley has never done anything so idiotic in all her life. Why would she do that now? And not especially for Diane. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's just... I mean, they, I mean, the problem is, I think these writers, or whether it's, um, whether it's the people above them, or just, you know, telling them what they need to write and how to write and stuff or anything... I just, you know, Daytona as a whole really needs a big shake-up, in my opinion, because there's so yeah. much more that these characters can be doing away from all the relationships and drama and such. How hard is it for Network to fire Josh Griffith? I don't get it. Yeah, the man has been a part of the show, I think, now for, what, four years? Four oh, my years God. Can you imagine, Nathan, if this show gets renewed for another two or three more years and they still got JG behind the... the um, the thing, I just, I'll scream. And they cannot even get a new writer for this show. I don't understand. And the sister writer's doing great. I, I love her. That's, um, I'm, I'm, I believe it was uh, Amanda L. Beal or something like that. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda Beal. Yeah, she was doing great She's on the show. She's doing great. Let her stay on and let her, you know, keep doing her thing. You can tell on certain scenes, you can tell... One writer from another because the stories are not as bad as the other writer. You can just really see it, especially you and me being writers. We can see it right through all the crap. Yeah, I mean, you know, I do think that that um, there lies the issue when it comes to uh, writers these days because you can tell which one uh, you can tell between the scenes mm-hmm. where the writing works and that people enjoy it, but then the writing for another scene. It falls flat. People just don't enjoy it because I do think that for men and Bill, she could really change YNR and shake things up for the, for the better good of the show moving forward. But not as long as Josh Griffith is still there. I mean, I don't care what he does if he gets fired from the show. But to me, if you want someone to replace him, Amanda Bill is is the one to get the job done. And what I think she would make YNR a better show. And please, for the love of God, please do not bring him back ever again. No, I mean we. I think this we, is the second writers. time that they brought him back. I mean, yeah, he was on. No, no, he was actually because uh, I know he was on Days for the 50th anniversary in 2015, and then he came to. And actually, before that, yeah, 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 it, this is the second time they brought him on YNR. You swear, it's like he's just. I, I, I would be. I would. I'm shocked that he's considered a writer after all the stuff that we're going through on YNR. I mean, even if he is being held back at some point by the executives or by whoever was in charge over there for yeah. CBS time, whatever. If that was the case, I could forgive him for his sloppiness, but not for every script. I can't buy that. No, not every script. I mean, he has, he's the one in charge of the right. He has to, he's the one who makes the big decisions here and there, and eventually, you know, um, it's on him for not delivering. All right, so do you have any spoilers for us for YNR? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. So let me get them right up here. Uh, okay. All right. And let's see, get the spoilers. All right, here we go. YNR spoilers for uh, the week of December 5th. These are early edition spoilers, so here we go. <clears throat> The first one, 
Victor confronts Chance. Number two, Diane packs her bags. Three, Tucker defends his actions to Ashley. And also number four, Nate does damage control. Awesome, awesome. All right, so before we go on to another, so why don't you play us uh, two of your favorite uh, songs, uh, Nathan, for a music break? Okay, let me just get them in one second. Hold on. Here is a remix from uh, their first song. Uh, this is The Temptations. Get ready, the remix. Uh, so here we go. Okay, so let me just get it right here. And okay, and here we go. Nathan and I are excited to announce that Netflix's uh, series Wednesday, which is Jenna Ortega's new series of Wednesday portraying Wednesday Adams, has been picked up by Netflix. Yes, congratulations and go and to uh, the actress, also to the cast and crew of the series of Wednesdays on Netflix. And uh, when I first saw the trailer for this, I thought, I thought it was going to be a great show, and it looks like Netflix uh, enjoys it for what it is. Have you watched it yet? Because I haven't watched it, but my daughter Jenna, she watched it, and uh, she already binge-watched the entire season. So much uh, she's I'm watched gonna... it twice. Okay, that's great. That's, that's very great to hear. Uh, I have not seen this... I haven't seen the series yet, but from from when watching the first trailer for it, I thought this would be a very good, um, a very good show. But I can understand why others may maybe really hesitate for it because, you know, as someone who loves the Adams family, uh, watched uh, the reruns a long time ago as well, including the uh, couple of movies here and there. Yeah, I do think that um, I do think that for this one, it's different, but at the same time, it's still kind of kind of about the Adams family here and there. 
Well, I do know that Christina Ricci is supposed to be in it. I don't know how she's going to be in it. I don't know if she's like a teacher or just a cameo or what's going on. But um, anything with Christina, anything with Christina Ricci, count me in. She's I've always adored her acting. She's she's such a great actress. And Jenna Ortega is good. Uh, you remember Jenna Ortega, Nathan? She was on this this last screen. Yeah I, yeah, I believe so. Yes. Okay, that's that's the it girl. Ah, uh, okay, gotcha. The gotcha. young one, the young one, the young, the young it girl. Uh, she's going to be on the new screen, which is going to be even more exciting. Um, let's see what I was going to ask you on that. Um, oh, just an update for you, Nathan. Um, Jenna watched uh, Manifest. Yes. And. Her reaction told me everything that I feared of this series. She told me that the ending is very disappointing. Ah, okay. And yeah. you know what that tells me, right? It's like lost all over again. Yeah, I, I fear that was... Yeah, one. so I'm like, maybe I shouldn't watch it because I don't want to ruin my enjoyment of the series more than I had. So here's how yeah. I feel. If they were going to ruin it like I knew they would, they should have just never brought it back. Right. Netflix is cool for picking it up, but if it's just going to be ruined like that, like they did Lost, then leave it alone. We don't need another show ruined. No, you're not wrong at all. And this is going to be the fourth and final season of, the, of 20 episodes that, that appeared on November 4th, 2022. So, uh, in the beginning, this month, a couple of weeks ago. And so, and like you said, I do think that they, you know, I do think that maybe they shouldn't have brought back at all. Mm -hmm. If the finale is going to be disappointing, if there's no resolution here or there. But I do think that, um, you know, uh, that's going to be another lost kind of yeah. ending. But I just think that um, maybe they shouldn't have brought it back in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I think some of these shows they're trying to revive or bring back. Um, I think they're trying too hard now. Yeah, they are. Um, did you hear that we've got at least 68 shows coming in for mid-season uh, shows? Yeah, I've heard something about that as well. Yes, I have. Oh, my God. That's good and bad. The reason it's good and bad was because some of these shows aren't even going to last the season. Yeah, that's that's the bad, that's the really unfortunate news. I mean, there's yeah. just too much oversaturation, especially when it comes Ooh. to uh, the number of shows that are going to premiere uh, next year as well. I mean, you know, I just hope that you know these networks and Netflix, so on and so forth learn their lesson about not doing too much where it can be kind of a good thing but at the same mm -hmm. time it can be a bad thing where you know it just uh, goes downhill for some of these shows yeah it's it's just so crazy um what where are we going on to next are we going to uh, Salem for days yeah let's go days of our lives what is your thoughts on this because um I, I'm, I'm enjoying the fans' reaction of what's going on with this storyline. Do you think that Jada really did an abortion, or do you just think she's saying that to save, to, to stay face? Um, I think it could, it, I think it's going to probably be the latter. She probably did it just to save face and not deal with any of uh, the future consequences down the line. If you know, if Jada did still, yeah. quote unquote, still. Mm -hmm. uh, 
did, you know, not abort and, you know, raise a child as well because I think that for her, deep down, her fears is probably going to be that Nicole's going to do something to sabotage the whole thing. And I can understand for Jim because she doesn't know Nicole all that well. I mean, she, she just came on the show, I think, last fall. Yeah, and, that's a lot uh, to know. take in on somebody you don't know and just to have an abortion because they weigh on it so much. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I do think that uh, for Judah, I think deep down, I think deep down Judah does maybe feel that she could have done it a different way. Mm-hmm. But after what's been going on between her, Eric, and Nicole, I think that Judah wants to take the safe route and not deal with any of the consequences, any kind of other unnecessary drama, basically, when it comes to... Um, you know, when it comes to uh, what's going on between Eric and Nicole. And, um, you know, for Eric, I did, I mean, I did feel bad for him in a way because, I mean, yes, even if Jay did get an abortion, she should have at least spoken to Eric about it first before oh, yeah. moving forward. I mean, because, yeah, yes, I agree. yes, understandable, it is, it's her body, it's her choice. But if you're, if you are, are used to be within, in, in, um, in a relationship with someone, then then that other person, your significant other, has a right to know. You have to inform and let them know. Because I do, I do think Eric would tell her not to go through this abortion and try to work out something between the two of them where they can co-parent and raise a child together. But, um, you know, overall, I thought it was a very good storyline. Very good twist, by the way. So I give yeah. uh, Ron, I give Ron, I give Jeremy, I give the entire right cast and crew kudos for doing the storyline because it's a fresh perspective and uh, one, of the, one of the topics that are that's controlling our current country right now comes to abortion yes. and as a whole. And when we listen to what happened at the end of today's episode, Eric is not going to have with Nicole, and he's going to tell her like like uh, like it was in the um, promo. I think it was either their days or on the show a couple months back for the fall preview. Uh, Eric, is, Eric, I think, is will tell Nicole it's not your damn business. Oh, my God. I loved it today. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did see it. When he found out what she did, he slammed that damn door. And he's like, Nicole? Like, it's like, damn it, you're going to get it. Yeah, she's going to get it, unfortunately. Oh, my God. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Nicole deserves to get every anger that um, Eric is going to lash out at her. And can you believe... I cannot wait to when Sammy returns and she's going to lash out at Nicole again for her stupidity. And this time, Nicole, you deserve it. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the part I'm not, I'm not looking forward to as well because I do, because I think we all know eventually Sammy's going to find out from Eric about what happened. And, <laughs> the whole damn town's going to tell Sammy about it. You know how they are. They can't yeah, keep their yeah, mouth yeah, shut. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, Did you get a kick out of um, the scenes with EJ and um, Johnny, I really enjoyed it when Johnny got mad at EJ and told him, you're getting just as bad as No-No. I love that. He keeps, I love how Johnny stays true and I love the writers staying true to legacy and characters. This is where Daytime really should pay attention to Ron's writing because he's, you remember Johnny used to call Stefan No-No all the time. Yes, yes, that, that, and when he calls him no-no now as an adult, I was like, oh my god, it's, I just can't, I, I blush when he calls him no-no. But he's literally making a point like, behave, dad, you're acting like, you know, you're acting like Stefano. 
Yes, and EJ is acting like Seth Rollins based on what's been going on between him, Ava, and also with, uh, I mean, he's supposed to be four. Uh, you know, Susan is dead. She's gone. So yeah, you know. Right and then now, they added that they added that cute little humor after he said, "Oh, I'm I'm so sad that my grandmother died." And then he throws it out, and then he goes, "Yeah, grandmother." Um, oh, I can't. Even, my grandmother Susan was the first to know that I was possessed. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny. That was really good. Luck. It was like, "Damn it, Ron! You make us cry. You make us laugh and cheer." And then you yes. add a little humor into it. I'm like, dude, he's that. That is a good writer. Yeah, that, that that's a very really good writer. I do think that Ron. Oh my God, that that pulled in my heartstring when Johnny's talking like that, and it's good. Johnny can talk like a high school or Degrassi High, or whatever, because he is of that youth group, and that is where they can get away with that because he's yeah. not fully adult. He's still young. Yeah, absolutely. He's still young. He's still, I mean, yeah, he's a dog, but he's still young. He's, right. still, he's still, you know, uh, going through the motion in this world, his life going up still. And I do give credit to Ron and the writers for, you know, for that for those scenes that took place today between the two of them. I do give them credit because I do think that uh, a lot of people still don't give Ron credit enough these days for his writing. But, yeah. and, and it can be up and down and also kind of repetitive here and there. But when he strikes gold on current scenes like that, it, it shows. Yeah, and you can tell. So for this this week, we're going to give Carson Boltman that plays Johnny DeMira, we're going to put him as our performer of the week. Yes, because he definitely earned it. He definitely earned it. Oh my God! I was, you know, when he gets when his eyes start to well up like he's getting ready to cry, I literally wanted to cry with him. Poor Johnny, because you know how Johnny is so. He's like Sammy. He's very protective of his family and he's very loving. You know that hurt when EJ talked bad about his mom right in front of Johnny and says, "Oh Johnny, besides you and your sister, he goes." I wish I never met Sammy Brady. He said she's been nothing but trouble. I'm like, dude, how do you talk about your kid's mom like that? Not only that, Johnny's, I mean, I don't think this will ever come out. But I, I but wish Johnny, Johnny had decked him. That would have been perfect. Like, dude, don't talk about my mom like that. Johnny protects, Johnny is very protective of Sammy. You think, you talk about a, 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 a dot, what do you call it? Um, daddy's girl. Uh, yeah. Johnny is more of a, a mama's boy. Yeah, he is one of Mama's boys. And I love that of Johnny, because yeah. as soon as you see him with Sammy, it's like, oh, Mom, I love you, and, and it's just so embracing, and I love that. And I think we need more of that, because that just shows, like, you don't talk bad about my mom, even if she's not here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Johnny does love his mom, regardless of the mistakes she's made and anything else, and he still does not know how he was truly conceived himself. So, yeah. still, and I don't think we're going to get that, you know, moving forward. But it's good to see someone at least be loyal and still love, you know, still love their mom regardless of yeah. mistakes that, he, that, she, that she did back then. It's good to see that. And it's so crazy that he can say that after what he did to Sammy. Because remember, he is the one that, um, unfortunately, uh, it was EJ that did rape Sammy. Yes, it was. I mean, and you for know, him I to say that to his own son—that's disgusting. No, it is. It is. Um, let's see. What was the other part I was going to say? Uh, as far as spoilers go, I did find out that when the truth comes out about Stefan, that Lee's going to need someone to to 
lick his wounds or heal a broken heart. And so that will lead him towards Gwyn. And okay. I do know that Leo and Sunny are growing closer. Just as Will Horton returns to town for the holidays. Now, I don't know if they're planning on Sonny and Leo sleeping together or what they're doing with it. It doesn't... It's kind of intriguing, but I just hope they don't ruin the characters. Yeah, I, I don't want them to overdo it as well and ruin the characters too because, as we all know, uh, you know, we, we, you know, Sonny will... Both Sonny and Will are known for their, you know, romantic relationship with together and characters uh, separated individually too. So I hope, I hope Jesus doesn't, you know, overdo it too much to the point where both characters are recognizable when it comes to Leo. Refresh my memory. I know that, I know that Will slept with, um, oh, what is his name right now? The Paul. one, which one? Paul. Yes, Will slept with Paul. But did Sonny ever cheat on Will? No, he never cheated. Okay, on that's Will. what I'm saying. I don't want the character ruined because then that's sad that they're gonna make both of them like cheaters in the relationship. Yeah, I don't want that as well. I just think that it wouldn't be necessary at all for them to do that because to right. me, I think that if they were going to, I mean, at first when all this happened with Paul, mm -hmm. it to me it probably should have been Sonny at first. Uh, who slept with Paul and not Will, and at least that would be a, a fresh, different perspective. Yeah, it's just going to be a little weird because if they're going to do that with um, Leo and Sonny, all I ask is if they're going to put them together or they're going to pair them, whatever they're going to do with them, um, let Sonny be man enough to tell Will that he's not happy in the marriage before he cheats. That's all I ask. Because yeah, this is man. not Sonny. If Sonny cheats on Will... That's not Sunny. That's not Sunny's MO. No, it, it's not Sunny at all. It would be our character for the character for Sunny to. Oh, this is twice. Leo. That's right. Will cheated on Sunny twice. You remember in Los Angeles? Yes, that too. Yes. That was off screen. So this is twice that he cheated. Yes, yes. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Because if you think about it, they kind of turned Will into a young Sammy, um, Sammy Brady. Right, that's it, that as well, and, and uh, I'm I'm not a big fan of that, but I can understand yeah. why they do it. Um, so um, I just hope that yeah, I, I just hope that Leo and Sunny don't get together uh, or hook up or sit together or anything, because it would be very rude out of character for Sunny as well. And check out Chandler Macy that does play Will Horton on Days. He's going to be on Hallmark on Saturday for a Christmas movie called Christmas. Christmas of Two Tales? Yes, that's the movie. Oh my god, I cannot wait. He did really good on that last one you did last year. Yeah, I thought he did a great job on that movie too. Yeah. Okay, so what you got on... You got some more extra spoilers for us for days? Or are we ready to go on to our other one? Or have we covered everybody? Um, see, as far as extra spoilers for um, days... Let me just double check... See here, and uh, see here. Um, actually, I got scores for next week for the week of December fifth. Yeah, Israel Live. yeah, let's so, go. Okay, so this is what they have so far. Uh, for scores for Israel Live for the week of December fifth, twenty twenty-two. The first one. On Monday, December fifth, twenty twenty-two. Uh, Leo serves up John for Will and Sunny. 
uh, Tuesday, December 6, 2022, Erica and Paulina end up in jail together. EJ is surprised on from Nicole. Once in December 7, 2022, Johnny confronts and instructs Chanel. Um, so there was a December 8, 2022, Stefan questions Lee about Johnny and Wendy's trip to uh, Jakarta. And Friday, December 9, 2022, Xander is trapped when Justin insists on um, insists on helping them. Sonny and Leo bond. Nicole has a nightmare about EJ. Bell has second thoughts and also Rave consoles Jada. Yeah, I'm looking. Um, I'm looking forward to that. When um, I we're already what Wednesday now. Yeah, uh, Wednesday. So I guess it's tomorrow, the Friday. But there's a scene that's coming up where Nicole's gonna wind up in bed with EJ. Yeah, I saw that. On the I'm TV. looking forward to that. Not because yeah, of the pairing. Too. I'm just looking forward to that because Saint Righteous, Saint Righteous uh, Nicole deserves anything that's coming her way when she. When it comes out that she is in bed with um, EJ, because you know it'll come out sooner or later, um, I cannot wait for that to happen. Yeah, me too. I think Erica's going to be in prison because I think I saw him punching EJ uh, outside the Brave Pub, and that's what will probably cause him to land up in, in jail. Mm-hmm. And that's where he's going to meet Sloan, uh, the person he'll probably date moving forward. I'm looking forward to this because um, I'm, I used to re- I used to root for Eric and Nicole like over years, but these writers on this one I'm not going to say they ruined the couple, but I am going to say that they evolved them and they moved them forward no, because you can right. only do so much with the character and it's not his fault that he left and then he came back temporarily and then came back again. Kind of like Sammy, but the difference is they try to push him to stay on a little longer for a storyline. Well, if it doesn't right. work with him and Nicole now because they're evolving the characters, then let him move on away from Nicole. There's no reason to force it. No, there's not. I, I just, I mean, even if, even if uh, what's going to happen will happen, mm-hmm. eventually, I just don't think, I, I just don't think that he'll probably be the end for them at some point. I do think that um, at days of days, uh, both Ari and Greg were together and they did, um, they were interviewed, interviewed by Michael Fairman about uh, what's to come, I think both were characters as well. And I think something tells me that they're going to probably try again down the line next year at the end. So just yeah. going to look out for that. That's what I'm saying. That's good. Let it evolve. Don't rush it. Yeah. You know, don't do that again. We already went through that. What was it? The last year when they were married. And they obviously split them up again because remember he, they sent him to the jungle. Yes, they did, and they and they should at least recast it, in my opinion. If, yeah. the, if Greg was not going to stay. Yeah, and don't forget Greg, um, uh, he, the actor that does play um, Eric um, Brady here on Days. You can also watch him on owns uh, Queen Sugar. Yes, Queen Sugar. I think that'll be uh, the last season for that show, if I'm mm. correct. Yeah, I think so. But he's done wonders. Check it out, guys. Watch Queen Sugar and get to see his range as an actor. He's amazing in that in that series. Yes, he's very, very good. And I'm happy that Greg, you know, was able to do something else besides Days of Lives or anything in daytime uh, when Queen Sugar first started. I mean... I was very happy for him, and when he was announced to be part of the show, mm-hmm. and I, I think that this show had really shows his acting chops and what he brings to uh, the show when it comes to his character and the show as well. 
All right. Did we cover all our spoilers? Uh, for days, yes, we did. Okay. What about the rest of our soaps? Did we cover all of them? Uh, let's go to the bold and the beautiful. Oh, wow. I'm shocked. You actually got some spoilers. Yes, I do. Um, you know, uh, I, I do have spoilers for um, bold and beautiful right here. So let me just get them up. Okay. Okay, so spores are bold and beautiful. Okay. Okay, here we go. Bold and spores for the week of December 5th. Mm -hmm. Early edition spoilers. First one. Fears Detective Word alarm Steffi. Bill makes a move from his old playbook. And Shiver reacts when Deacon levies a serious threat. It was crazy. Did you watch it today? This week has been crazy when it comes to the big reveal about what Thomas did. And shout out and kudos goes to everyone in those scenes between Jacqueline, um, oh Christi, my God, yes, um, you know, uh, Matthew Atkinson, uh, Forston K, even John McCook. When he when Eric found out about what Thomas did, he got up and almost he, he almost got up in Thomas's face and said, "You did that to Brooke. You went after her." And Rich held him back. <laughs> oh, my um, God. And that little boy that plays the, the son, giving him all those eye looks. Yes, he was great, too. He just, he was anxious to play that phone. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he oh, was. my God. I am so thankful. Thank you, writers, for showing um, the Logans their uh, dad. Yes. Uh, oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it. I am such a big a uh, fan of the actor, especially when he's on Dallas. So this is definitely a Dallas nostalgia for me because I grew up to watching him on Dallas. Um, and to see him back on The Border and the Beautiful just for a little bit as the dad on uh, for the Logans, that was, for me, that was like a special treat. That was a holiday yes. gift in its own. Yes, I, I enjoy it. It was good seeing Patrick Duffy back as Stephen Logan. Yeah. Also, along with him, I think Linda Poe. Yes, her. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. her name. I love yeah. her. I loved her on GH. I love that she gave her Carly trouble on General Hospital. And I adore her playing the girlfriend. I'm hoping that we get to see more of her uh, as storylines progress. You know, don't make it another 20 years before we don't see the dad with the girlfriend because there's a lot of cool stuff right there. Yeah, there's so much they could do with uh, Stefan at this point, besides uh, him visiting, you know, him visiting, uh, you know, his, his daughters. I thought, I, I enjoyed his scenes with them. And remember, we're still getting Lauren Finmore. She's coming back to the Bold and Beautiful for another crossover. And I don't know if you knew this, um, Nathan, but do you know how um, Finn is trying to look into his bio family? Yes. That will lead to Daisy Carter popping up in... Um, Los Angeles. Ah, yes, yes. That, I was like, oh, oh, why Daisy? Why couldn't we get um the the other brother, the Riley? Yeah, Ryder. We could we could got Ryder instead. I mean, I don't. Yeah, know I just. Oh my God, I'm not looking. I, I'm I'm excited in a way, but I can't stand Daisy. Yeah, she's. And she's, she's, yeah, she's I'd bad. rather have Ryder over Daisy, but we'll we'll have to see how that goes. But um, and another key point I forgot to mention for General Hospital. Um, there is another returning favorite coming to General Hospital. I don't know who it is, 
but I am told we'll find out in within a couple of weeks as we're going into December and January. So get ready. I don't know if it's Lulu or who it is, but it's somebody. So we're going to have to wait to see what the holidays will bring as we go into December and January. Okay, yeah, that's really interesting. I hope, hopefully, it's not a new character, and it's probably someone that viewers recognize, remember from General Hospital. History. Well, on that point, there are six new characters coming to General Hospital in the next coming weeks, but we'll just have to see how that goes. Talk about budget, right? I just, I don't get it. But um, I think we covered all our bases, and we always appreciate our listeners. Uh, we're going to be back within. I want to say maybe. At least two weeks, um, so we can enjoy the uh, the week, getting things ready for the festive season upon us. And um, so this is Willie. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. And Nathan, uh, let me just report one thing very quickly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We we spoke this before uh, we did the show. I want to talk about um, the Australian soap opera television so show called. Neighbors, uh, as we all know, they had uh, their last episode in July last this summer. Yes, because uh, the show was coming to an end, as we all thought it would. Yeah, but big news, guys, and I'm pretty sure maybe you heard about this as well. But Neighbors has been given new life. There will be on Amazon Freebie and Fremantle, uh, and so Neighbors will be on streaming for 2023. Sometime next year, I think in the spring of 2023, and so yes. Um, yes, it's great, great news for neighbors and for the cast and crew. I'm just so happy for them. And uh, on my birthday, show, they're coming on my birthday. Yes, yes and oh, also, yeah. um, Ty, uh, Teen Wolf, the movie is coming out January 26 on Paramount Plus, and a new series from Teen, uh, the Teen Wolf company, um, Wolfpack, comes out January 26, also on Paramount Plus, and it has. Our beloved Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar. So next year is going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to see to see to see all that. Well, yeah. Besides neighbors, teamwork movie should be very good. Yeah, Nathan, add freebie to your phone and your devices because that is free. Okay, gotcha. We'll do that. All right. So anything you want to say for closing? Uh, just thank you guys for listening, uh, listening to our podcast tonight. We covered a lot, a lot of bases here and there when it comes to entertainment, television, uh, day, daytime as well. And um, we'll see you guys very, very soon uh, when we return from our two-week hiatus. And yeah, uh, and where can they find you on your um, Twitter? And now you're on Mastodon, right? Yes, I, I am on. Uh, Yes, I am on Mastodon as well. First, let me go to uh, let me go to Twitter. Um, it is at MoneyMac101 at MoneyMac101 capital M O E O N E Y M A C with the numbers 101. Mm-hmm. As far as my Mastodon account goes, uh, it's at mbanks.com uh, on Mastodon.cloud. So. Make sure you guys check down the family there if you want to chat. We're going to talk about anything else that's on your mind. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, interacting with you guys there too. Yeah, and you can catch me on Twitter at Willie's View PW. And I'm also Mastodon at PartyWill at Mastodon.world. It's an awesome platform. It's just like Twitter. And so when we come back in two weeks, Nathan and I will be talking about the chaos that started on Twitter and where we're at now. All right, everybody. Have a great night.
Okay, have a great night, everyone. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast here on Where's You and Nathan 2. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good night, really. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That was so much fun. Remember, Chicago was not on tonight. Chicago shows were not on tonight, but they return next week with brand new episodes. All right. We are out of here. Seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad.